0: Welcome to the Disciples' House. Please be seated. Thank you, Lord, for being here with us. We honor you and we glorify you. Oh. Well, upcoming events. March 10th, the youth camp deposits are due. That's in five days. <laughs> uh, but March 12th, we're gonna uh, the, the clocks are gonna spring forward, and March 19th uh, is we're gonna do communion Sunday. Praise God. Uh, it's good to do that uh, from time to time. We try to do that at least once a quarter here. Uh, but you know, you can do it at home. You don't have to wait on us. You know, you can do it anytime you want at home. Um, we, we try to do it at least once a quarter because it is right that we do so and, and that we remember jesus and the sacrifice he gave for us and then we got a uh, contending faith bible conference coming up march 21st through the 23rd gatlinburg tennessee and uh, it's going to be a good time and there's going to be good word all right, and then uh, prayer for the nation. It will happen again, uh, which we just did. Which, which we had a good prayer for the nation, and uh, the Lord revealed to us that uh, that we that we that we do need to pray for our leaders, but we we especially need to pray for the people that the, that their eyes be opened and that they see the truth and that they that they uh, be able to make intelligent and good choices for the country and vote for the peop- the correct people, the people that God would have to be in place, because God's not going to go against. The the will of the people. So we're going to do it again on April 1st. Praise God. Huh, April Fool's Day. (laughs) Right? Right, no joke. Uh, And then uh, April 9th is Easter Sunday. Praise God. Happy Resurrection Day. Uh, May 14th is Mother's Day. Got to remember the mothers. Without them, none of us would be here. Uh, Just like without God, none of us would be here. All right. Uh, not that I'm putting mom's above God, but they are necessary. They're part of the process. All right. Uh, and then Re- Reverend uh Larry and Angela Keaton will be coming May 26th through the 28th. Uh please uh be looking forward to that. Uh tell your friends. Uh they 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 are very good ministers. They they preach on healing and and they they'll be have just gotten back from Poland, is it? Poland, so they'll probably have lots of good things to say about their trip there because uh, they'll have visited the church, some of the churches that they started there. And, uh, yep, first time back to Poland since COVID, so I'm sure they'll have lots of stories. Yep. All right. And then they're they're going to do five services while they're here, uh, and, but going to start on Friday night and then do Saturday morning and su- Saturday evening, and then, of course, Sunday, the, the normal times. And then Generation Life Youth Camp's coming up uh, June 26th through the 30th. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be passing out uh, papers for that this week so people can uh, fill out their paperwork for camp. Praise God. All right. And then, of course, tonight we'll have uh, our Sunday evening healing school at 6 p.m. And uh, we'll have foundations class uh, Wednesday night. Uh, Sounds like at least one more week on that. Right. All right. But we've been learning a lot there and, and, uh, and it's been good, uh, good basic training for how to study the Bible and, and, and to follow the Lord. All right. So meditation for this week is uh, John sixteen thirty three out of the King James Version. Uh, these are red letter words. So these are the words of Jesus himself. These things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. Lord knows we are. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Praise God. Alright. So our confession. I have peace in the Lord. Though the world brings me tribulation. I am filled with joy. Because Christ has already overcome the world. Amen. All right, praise God. You know there there's there, the world's filled with tribulation, um, but we don't have to. We don't have to take part in it. Praise God. All right. So healing scripture for this week is Deuteronomy seven fifteen, and uh, and that's out of the. I don't know. Good. News. That is a good news. Tri- what did they change the acronym? Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know either. Yep. Good news translation. D version. <laughs> oh, digital. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So uh, the scripture is: The Lord will protect you from all sickness, and He will not bring on you any of the dreadful diseases that you experienced in Egypt. Never been there, but I but I don't want any of those anyways. But He will bring them on all your enemies, or or allow them. Yeah, because we know that the Lord, all the good things come from the Lord and all bad things come from the devil. So if there's bad things happening, the Lord's allowed it. All right. So confession, the Lord protects me from all sickness. And he brings no disease upon me. Praise God. And, we, and from this scripture, we ought to be praying for our enemies because they're going to need it. <laughs> all right. So, um, and be on the lookout. We're 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 start. It's getting to be that time of year. We're starting to plan fellowships. They're going to start showing up in here. Praise God, and we're going to have some good time and some good fellowship, and oh, you know, a lady shopping trip. Okay, somebody's looking forward to that already. <laughs> All right. Well, Lord, ah, let's pray. Lord, we come before you today, and we and we honor you, and we glorify you. You are the Most High God, the Lord of heaven and earth the God above all, all gods, the king above all kings. And we come here because we want to we be closer to you. We want to learn of you. We, wanna, we desire to know you, Lord. And we ask that you give Robbie and me the words that need to be spoken that will draw us closer to you, that will show us the errors of our ways, that will correct us because we know that you only correct those you love, and that will, that will show us what we need to be doing, that will give us the, your plan for us, your purpose for us, your desires for us, Lord, just Lord, we just give ourselves to you, Lord. We give ourselves to you that you might. This is your. This is your service. Whatever you desire, Lord, we're here for you. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You must flee. You must leave. You cannot come to steal, kill, destroy. You will not affect our health. You will not affect our minds. The the blinders, the the deceits are. Removed from our eyes and we can see and we can hear, and we will get this word down deep on the inside, and it will become a part of us because we are good ground. We come expecting to hear from God and we will hear from Him in Jesus' name. Lord,
1: we just thank you. Be here with us today.
0: In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Good morning, disciples. Let's stand up and do our confession together. I am the image of God. I am spirit and flesh. I am very good. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am crucified. I am a new creation and a new creature. I am dead to the flesh, but I live in Christ. I am dead to sin, quickened to life, saved by grace. I am buried with Christ by baptism. I am raised from the dead with him. I walk in the newness of life. I am forgiven and redeemed. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am the righteousness of God. I am the workmanship of God's hands. I am created and ordained to do good works. I am justified by faith. I am chosen And I abide in Christ. I am holy and without blame. I am predestined for adoption. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer and I am greater. I live, move, and have my being in Christ. I reign as king in this life. I can do all things in and through Christ. I am near to God by the blood of Jesus. I am raised and seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Jesus, I am here to meet with you. Amen, 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 amen.
0: ...things about us. And we confess them so that we, we will begin to believe. Praise God. Yes. Let's just come together and give honor and worship
2: to our God as he deserves. As we say, Lord, Lord, Master of all. If your own soul awaits Praises lifted a
1: heart In a beautiful gate About to
2: see you arise When all We say, You are Lord, Lord. We ask You, we invite You to rule our lives, rule our thoughts. Glory, glory. Show us, show us how to love like You, Father God. Glory, glory. Thank Amen.
3: Father, we thank you for your word this morning we thank you for the opportunity to gather in your house this morning father I ask that you give every person the spirit of wisdom revelation and knowledge father drop down into their hearts and into their minds the very truths of God father take them to a place where they see the truth like they've never seen it before For there's a work to be done in this day and in this hour, and it won't be accomplished until your people, called by your name, turn from their wicked ways and seek your face. And so, Father, we endeavor to do that this morning. And, Father, I just ask that you give. Father, I just ask that you just, Father, if they'll crack the door. I've prayed this for years and years and years, and I know you're faithful to do it because I've seen you do it. Father, if they'll crack the heart just a centimeter to you, Father, just put your foot in that centimeter and knock the door wide open and show them your love, show them your goodness, show them your overwhelming power. Father, just overwhelm them with your love and your compassion and your knowledge. And, Father, I give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, you can be seated. I don't want to break the reverence that God has. I don't want to break the flow that God has uh, because I've, I've known uh, for a couple of days that, that there was something that the Lord wanted to get across, but I couldn't get it. I couldn't grab it in the spirit. Um, and then just when we were singing, Hallelujah Lives in Me, it just dropped down on the inside. And I said, Lord, that's it. I I don't believe it's going to be the message. I don't believe it's going to even, you know, be a a lengthy uh, uh, supplemental sermon. But I could be wrong because I'm just going to let the Spirit lead us and the Spirit guide us. Uh, But you've got to know and understand that you, that God lives inside of you. Amen. You need to understand what's in you and what you are. You've got to understand we've got to get to the place that we understand that when we came into Christ, not we were made something brand new, something incredible that nobody in the time of history has ever seen the fullness thereof. I mean, we've had great ministers. We've had wonderful ministers like the Reverend Billy Graham who saw millions of people come to Christ in his ministry. We've had wonderful ministers like Lester Summerall who's traveled the world and cast out demons. And, I mean, he was so full of the knowledge of the authority of God in him that when the demons uh, caused his bed to shake and to move across the room in a third world country, he woke up and said, oh, it's you. Put it back and went back to sleep. We, I mean, we've got to understand some things. I and mean, we've seen wonderful, we've heard, not seen, but we've heard of the wonderful testimonies of uh, Smith Wigglesworth. That man was a plumber. He was an uneducated plumber. Didn't even know how to read when God got a hold of him. His wife actually had to teach him. And he was actually mad at his wife because his wife was out there. So many people don't talk about Smith Wigglesworth's wife. But if it wasn't for her, Smith Wigglesworth would have never gotten to where he was. In fact, she was serving the Lord to the point that he got mad at her because she was doing her wifely stuff as well as taking care of him, as well as serving the house of God. And uh, she'd take care of his dinners and clean his clothes and keep the house and take care of everything. And uh, he, he fled, she, it was a Wednesday night. And she said, uh, "Here's your dinner. You're taking care of. I'm going to church." He said, "You go to that church, and you don't don't even come back into this house." He said, "In fact, you go to church tonight." He said, "I'm a lock. I'm gonna change the locks on you, and you're not coming back in this house." He hated God so much, hated God so much. So she said, "Oh, Smith." She said, I'm a good wife to you. I take good care of you. I clean your clothes. I keep your house. I do all to take care of you. I'm a good helpmate to you. I've cooked your dinner. I've not left you uncared for, but nothing's going to stand between me and my God, not even you. And she said, so here's your dinner. It's hot and fresh and ready to go, but I'm going to the house of the Lord. So she went to church. So she come home, but see, she did this because she understood what she had on the inside. She understood who that new creature was. So she went on to the house that night to the Lord, the house of the Lord, and she worshiped and she prayed and she believed God. And then she came home and went to go open the door and go into the house, and he had changed the locks. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. Well, us today get all mad upset, called the police and everything else. But she didn't do any of that. She simply sat down on the stoop and settled in for the night with her back up against the door. And so when he got up that morning to go get his paper and he opened the door, she fell inside the house. And she got up and didn't say a single word to him. But good morning. I love you went and fixed him breakfast, didn't fuss at him, didn't complain at him, didn't bark at him, didn't murmur at him, nothing. She just loved him with the love of God, and he broke because she knew what was on the inside. She knew that her husband's hatred for God was a mountain, but she knew she had dynamite power on the inside. Amen. She knew that she had the love of God on the inside. She knew that God would take care of her. She knew that <clears throat> that greater in her was greater that what was in her was greater than what was in him. Amen. Greater was what was in her than greater was than what was in him. Greater, greater. And that same greater lives on the inside of you. That same greater lives on the inside of you. But we block the greater because we don't want to put down our flesh. We block the greater because we listen to the lies of the enemy. We block the greater because we choose to look at the physical and the natural around us than, rather than look at the supernatural inside of us. Listen, there's mountain-moving power, Deuteronomy's power resides on the inside of every believer. Amen. You know, if you take a stick of dynamite, that stick of dynamite has great power. But if the fuse gets wet, if the, if the fuse gets wet, if the fuse gets damaged, if there's a blockade between the, the lit fuse and the actual explosive power, how much do you know nothing's going to happen? Same thing with us. Look at uh, look look right here in the scriptures in Second um, Timothy. Now I have to confess and admit that I've preached wrong to you. I've preached wrong to you. I have told you that Timothy was a pastor and he was a great and he was a pastor of a large church in Asia Minor. That's not true. That's what most that's what most theologians and churches teach, but that's not true. Look right here in uh, Timothy, I said go to 2 Timothy, but I want you to look right here at 1 Timothy, verse 1. It says, says, Paul, an apostle of of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior, and the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto Timothy, my son in the faith. So Paul was an apostle. Paul was an apostle, and he was training Timothy into the same office. The Bible never says that Timothy refers to Timothy as a pastor. The Bible refers to Timothy as an apostle. The Bible talks about the Timothy traveling and going into other areas. We see that in the book of Acts. But see, you've got to understand the fivefold offices to understand Timothy's role. Most of the time, in, in the in the beginning of the New Testament era. So let, let, let me let me back up here. In the Old Testament, they had church. The Old Testament actually uses the word church. The Old Testament, in in, in Old Testament, we tend to think of church as the temples and the synagogues.
0: Right.
3: In the New Testament, the 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 flow of church changed. And it changed after Jesus went to the cross and was raised from the dead. At that point, what the apostles had to do, that word apostle means special messenger, special messenger. Apostles go into an area with a set message. What we refer to as missionaries today. Basically, are apostles. Apostles go into an area that where darkness rules and reigns. And they push back that darkness in the name of Christ. And they bring Christ to that region. So that's what Paul did. That's what uh, Peter did. That's what Timothy was doing. Timothy was going into areas he was establishing churches he was growing churches he was growing pastors and then he would leave that area and go to another area and paul when he's writing his letters to timothy he's in jail in rome and he's he's in prison and he's in prison the first time and then he gets released and then he gets uh, but he knows his time is short because he knows the things of God. And then he gets, uh, he gets put in prison again in 2 Timothy. And 2 Timothy is the last letter that he writes, one of the last things that he writes. In fact, 2 Timothy is the last letter that he writes before he's martyred. So what Paul is doing is Paul is taking that mantle, that anointing Of the apostle that he carries, and he's passing it to his son Timothy. Now, if an why would an apostle pass his mantle gift to a pastor if he's an apostle? Doesn't work. That that doesn't unless that pastor is going to become an apostle. But Timothy was already working as, and so Paul was teaching Timothy how to discern things in his air in the areas that he was in. And so in 2 Timothy chapter 2, he's telling Timothy to do these things, but he's also telling Timothy to teach those that he's raising up in the ministry to do these things. Look at verse 15. Look at, let's look at verse 15 through 21.
0: It starts off with, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth.
3: Every Christian needs to be a person that studies to show themselves approved unto God. Every, every person you run into on the street has an opinion of God. And every person out on the street will tell you something that they heard of God. But I'll tell you one way to find out if they're a studier or not. Ask them. When they tell you something about the word... Say, so where's, where's that in the Bible? Ask them. Can you give me scripture and verse? And 90% of the time, they're going to stutter and stumble across the way. Well, I don't know where it is in there, but I know it's in there. Well, do me a favor. When you run across it, bring it to me. Because until you show it to me in the Word, I'm not going to receive it. We need to be sticklers for the Word. We need to be sticklers for the Word. But he said this. He said, he said, he said, "Because here's the deal: if you're not going, if you're going to be a studier of the Word, you're going to work the Word, then you're never going to be ashamed. But how much do you know? If somebody looks at you and says, well, where's that in the Bible?' Oh, no, well, I, I mean, I mean, that's what they said in my Christian music. Okay, but that's not the Bible. Haven't you know? You're going to be a little embarrassed. You're going to be a little embarrassed. Well, my granny or my aunt told me it was in there, so it's got to be true. Well." Your granny and your aunt taught you to cut the end off the ham, too. Then you found out the only reason granny cuts the ham, the end off the ham is because it don't fit in her pot otherwise. Just saying. Let's keep reading.
0: All right, verse 16. But shun profane and vain babblings.
3: What I just tell you to do? Just shun them. Shut them down.
0: For they will increase unto more ungodliness.
3: Listen. I just talked about shutting people down, but you also got to shut the devil down. Because the devil will come at you with vain babblings and and profane things about you. They'll tell you, you're not good enough. You're too young. You're too old. You're not smart enough. You're not capable enough. Shut up, you foul devil. The God who knows everything lives on the inside of me. The God who made me called me. The God who made me said, it's my job to to follow him and to preach for him till the day I go home to heaven. So who are you to tell me that I'm too old? Who are you to tell me that I'm too young? Didn't Jesus say not to suffer the little children to come on to him? But see, if you don't study to get these things down on the inside of you, you have no ammo to to deal with these stupid, ignorant thoughts. And they're ignorant because you're uninformed. Keep going.
0: Verse 17. And their word will and their word will eat as doth a canker. Of whom is Hymenus and Philetus? Let me tell
3: you about who Hymenus and Philetus is. Hymenus and Philetus is a husband and a, a wife and a husband. That's who it is. Hymenus was actually the woman. Believe it or not. Hymenus was. Uh, but what they would do is these were these were the people that went into the church. And he was, he was talking about these people because these were some people that were causing problems in, in one of the ministries that Timothy was dealing with. And, and, and Hymenaeus and, and Philidius, um, I'm sorry, Philidius is not, her, is not the husband. That was Alexander's the husband. He's, he's another problem person. But these two, Philidius is a follower of Hymenaeus. And what they were doing is they were going into the church and they were preaching Jewish law to the new convents of Christ. And they were twisting and, and, and making a mess of the work of Christ. So he said, listen, he said, the behavior of these two is exactly what I'm talking about. In fact, in another script back there in 1 Timothy, Timothy said, I done, I done dealt with them. Handed them over to Satan. Actually, he didn't say I them over to Satan. He said, I already decided uh, to, to tell them that they ain't welcome in the church. He All did. Right. Paul didn't mess around.
0: Verse 18. Who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. See, going in there.
3: Oh, no. Jesus, uh, Jesus already raised... Jesus has already been resurrected. There's no more resurrection. Jesus ain't coming back to get the church. Lies. Yes, Jesus is the firstborn, but he's coming back. The resurrection of the body of Christ is still yet to come, and it's coming quickly.
0: Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity.
3: what are we supposed to do?
0: Depart from iniquity. What are we supposed to do? Depart from iniquity. What are we
3: supposed to do?
0: Depart from iniquity. What are we
3: supposed to do?
0: Depart from iniquity. I know
3: this is getting hard. What are we supposed to do?
0: Depart from iniquity.
3: Get away from, get away from sin. Get away from iniquity. Get away from bad behavior. Stop it. Many people teach you're just a sinner saved by grace and you can't help but be saved.
0: I mean, help but
3: sin. You can't help but sin. Many people teach, and I'm not picking on any one denomination, because there's denominations out there that teach, well, you love everybody no matter how they behave. God created them and God loves them. Yes, God created them and yes, God loves them. But God does not love their behavior. No. And their behavior will cause them to go to hell.
0: But he does love them. But he
3: does love them. I have a lot of people in my life that I love greatly and dearly, but I have cut them from my life because they're poison to me. If I, being human and natural, know to have enough sense to do that, how much more do you know God knows how to do that? Think about it. If I know to cut poisonous people out of my life... How much more is God going to cut poisonous people away from Him? In fact, the Bible tells us that He's going to. Keep going.
0: And you know how you know how God loves those that are sinning. You know how He loves yeah. he, he. You know how He shows His love for them. He corrects them. He places us in their path, and He tells us to pray for them.
3: That's right.
0: Good All right. So verse, verse twenty. Twenty. Okay. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor.
3: I'm going to tell you what, this verse has given me trouble until about five, ten minutes ago. Not lying. 22 years serving in God, ran across this minute, I mean, my pastor used to teach on this verse a lot, and I just couldn't get it. I just couldn't get I I just, just didn't get it. But see, this goes to show you that the Word of God is, is, an, is a progressive revelation. Progressive revelation. And I'm going to tell you the truth. What messed me up was thinking that Timothy was a pastor. Understanding that Timothy is an apostle and that he's setting up churches helped me to understand this verse. He told Timothy, he said, in a, in a great house, in other words, in a great church, in every great church, in every church, you're going to have vessels of gold. You're going to have vessels of silver. You're going to have vessels of wood. What does the refiner's fire do?
0: Burns it up.
3: Burns it up. Takes the impurities out. What do you think the vessel of wood's going to hold up to in the refiner's fire?
0: Not much.
3: It's not going to hold up. It's not going to hold up. He said, you're going to have some that are going to be, some to honor and some to dishonor. Within every church, within every great house, there's going to be people that are going to show honor to God. And there's going to be people that are going to show dishonor to God. There's going to be people that are vessels of wood. If in other words, it, they're going to gonna be easily, when pressure comes, they're e- and when, when the devil comes, they're going to be easily consumed. You're going to have vessels of silver that are going to hold up to greater pressure, but how much you know, silver doesn't hold up to as much fire as gold does. You, we, we need to be vessels of gold. That needs to be our goal. We can come in the door and say, right now, I'm a, ve- I'm a cardboard box vessel. I'm a vessel of cardboard, but Lord Jesus, grow me. Amen. Establish me. Build me into a vessel of gold. Grow me to that spot. But the first thing that you're going to do, what you're going to have to do to grow you into a vessel of gold is you're going to have to depart from the things that God says depart from. Now, on the front side, we think that's real easy. On the front side, I mean, the list of things to depart from. The things that you know. Oh well, I, I need to. I need to quit drinking. I need to quit cussing. I need to quit. You know, lying. Lying. Actually, oh. quit lying. That's one that they, where everybody really struggles with. Well, I need to quit going and stealing everybody's spouse.
0: That one's pretty easy.
3: You know. You know. For right. Some, <laughs>
0: for some. For some.
3: You know. But I mean, like you got the like we've got the you know we've got the. The, the 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 easy checklist: don't drink, don't cuss, don't smoke, don't set, don't have improper sex. You know, like we've got the big checklist, right? Okay, those are obvious. But then we've already said, well, lying's not so easy. Well, I stopped with the big lies, but I still have an issue with the white lies. Because how do you walk in love and not tell white lies? Well, now wait a minute. Now hold on now hold on now, I'm walking in love, but I'm lying. How does that work? What I mean by that is somebody says, does this look okay? Do you, do this look okay? Yeah, you look good. Yeah, you uh-huh. look and you're thinking, did you even look in the mirror? No, you got to learn to say.
0: Relax, yeah. honey, you do look good today. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God.
3: <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe you need to say, well, that's not, I mean, it looks okay, but that's not your best look. You know, it's not your best look. You might need to go fix your mascara. Your makeup's a little off. Go fix your, Go look in the mirror, cause your You know, have you ever sat and ate with somebody, and, and they get a little food on their face, and yet you don't say anything because you're afraid to embarrass them, and then and then they figure out there's something on their face, and they're like, why? How long has that been there? What are you gonna do then? Well, it's been there for about five, ten minutes, but I didn't want to say anything because I not want to embarrass you. It's been there for ten minutes. Too late. I'm embarrassed. Come on. You know what? What are we doing? We're growing into. We're growing our box. We're growing our vessel. Growing our vessel.
0: I'm gonna step on some toes with this one.
3: Oh Lord Jesus, let me get up here and hold on.
0: So, so we we <laughs> we, we said that 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 you know sleeping with somebody else's wife is it is is one of Probably fairly easy to avoid, you know. And 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 as you pointed out, some people do have problems with that. But but here's the thing that most people don't think about: when you're young, before you're ready to get married, you go out and you date people, right? And 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 oh, boy. yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when you're dating that person, do you think, well, this could be my wife? Could be, but you might be thinking, no, this can't be my wife. But do you sleep with them anyways? Because I'll tell you what, if you did if you did that, and not thinking that they might be your wife, they're going to be somebody else's wife, and you just slept with somebody else's wife, yep. or somebody else's husband. And here's, here's husband. the
3: deal. And here's the deal.
0: They're not if they're not going to be yours, they're going to be somebody else's. Probably most people do get married.
3: Pastor Michael, listen, we got singles in the house. We got to deal with these things. We got singles in the house. Got to deal with it. Pastor Mike said, you know, do you sleep with them? God said any intimate act is sex. Today's society says if you don't have intercourse, you haven't had sex. That's a big gap in the definition. That's a big gap in the definition.
0: We can all blame President Clinton for that one.
3: You need to let that go. Give him some forgiveness. (laughs) Move on. Move on. It's time to forgive him. We know it was wrong. It's time to forgive him. But here's the deal. Here's my measure. And Michael and I have had to deal deal with this with teenagers for years and years and years. And I always ask them, well, if I come walking in the church hand in hand with another man, is that a problem? Well, yeah, that's a problem. Why is it a problem? Because you're married. So if I wasn't married, it'd be okay? Well, but you're Miss Robbie. No, honey. I'm the same child of God that you are. I'm the same child of God that you are. Now, if you're honestly dating and considering somebody to be your spouse, and you're working that way, there's some ground. There's some little bit of avenues to, to wiggle within.
0: But God does say we're supposed to wait till marriage.
3: But God does say you wait till marriage. You know, and, and intimacy is intimacy. Why are we on this? I don't know, because I got a house full of singles is why we're on it. But you got to walk away from iniquity. What about judgment? Did I just go where I didn't need to go?
0: No, that judgment's a good place. Okay,
3: what about judgment? Are you judging other people? Are you judging behaviors? Do you know their heart? Can you get down in the inside of them and check their heart? No, you can't. You better watch that.
0: Now, now we are supposed to use discernment, right? So we're supposed to, we're, we're, like when we're picking friends. Are you going right. to pick a friend that's a gangbanger? No, that's just intelligence right there. You know, you're not going to do that. Is that judging that person? No, that's using discernment. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, that's a, a very gross example, but it works. Are you going to? How about a bank robber? No, probably not. Although me and Robbie are friends with an ex-bank robber, but, you know. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't know
3: that he got to banks. I
0: don't know if he got to banks, but he was... He was, he he was did, an armed he robbery. He did armed robbery, yep. But,
3: um, it's a wonderful minister now. God got a hold of him. Praise the Lord.
0: Exactly. Woo! So,
3: praise the Lord.
0: But see, God God, God came to live on the inside of us.
3: Let's clarify that. We weren't friends before God got a hold of right, us. Right, exactly.
0: God, Let's clarify. God, God came to live on the inside of us, and he brought his... His power and His grace, not His power and His judgment. That's right. You know, and and, right. and we're yes, we're supposed to discern because we're not we're we're supposed to get away from iniquity. How can we do that if we don't use discernment? That's right. I mean, if you don't That's look, right. if you don't if you don't judge for yourself that a prostitute's probably not the best person to hang out with, there's a problem. There. And
3: these are extremes, but how much you know? If you hang, on, if you decide, if you know that somebody has a problem with lying, and you decide that they're going to be your BFF. More than likely, their lion's going to rub off on you.
0: Or you're going to put yourself in a world of hurt. Or you're but... going to
3: get hurt. If you're hanging out with sin, listen to me. Listen to me. The world says, Jesus, friend of sinners. That's what That was a mockery statement that they made about Jesus, and Jesus called them out on their mockery statement. Uh, no, the sinners, there's a big difference between you hanging out with the sinners and the sinners hanging out with you because you have light. Right,
0: and that was where I was difference. going next. So, so, yes, we're we're supposed to we're supposed to avoid hanging out with people that that are obviously sinning. But God called us to be a light.
3: John. Now,
0: if we're hanging out with the people who are sinning, what's that going to do to our light? Yeah. It's going to start to extinguish it, or it's going to start to Martin muddy Lock it. it. So that that people don't see it as well. Or maybe they start thinking you're just like that person you're hanging out with. And they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to see that light on the inside of you. The only way you can be a light for the Lord is to be very, very vigilant to keep yourself pure for the Lord.
3: But here's the deal. If you'll choose. And and, and here's the deal. Because sometimes God will tell you to stay away from. Listen. Because we've talked about some big things. But I'm going to talk about some little things. Little things. These are some things the Lord's dealt with me about personally. And it's taken me a long time to get through them. And I I still struggle in some areas. I'm not going to lie. But here's the deal. If you're listening to the things that Satan puts out there, you're fellowshipping with iniquity. The music that you listen to. We've had this happen time and time again. We've had teenagers... That they're dealing with insecurities, they're dealing with doubts, and they're dealing um, with—believe it or not—thoughts of homosexuality. They're dealing with thoughts of, "I just need to go ahead and check out." And I'll say, "Do me a favor," and I'll get with—I'll get real with them—and I'll say, "What are you listening to? What are you talking about, Miss Robbie?" Show me your playlist. Tell me, tell me the artist that you're listening to. And they'll tell me. I'll say, give me, give, let me do a little research. I'll come back to you. And in every situation, I have found out that the music they're listening to talks about wanting to die, committing suicide,
1: sex, having
3: issues, sex, 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 and more sex, homosexual sex, unforgiveness, Hatred, violence,
0: drugs.
3: (laughs) Also, here's another thing. They're talking about their mental instability. Their mental instability, their psychosis and all of this. And And now these teenagers are having the same issues and the same problems because that thing is in their ears literally and it's playing nonstop, even in their sleep. They're putting it in their ears, and it's just bombarding their mind. And I tell them, clean your your list. Turn that off. Here's here's Christian music, and they'll say, and here's the bad thing. They'll say, but I listen to this Christian music, and they'll list them, and I'll say, they list themselves as Christian, but they're singing about their mental illness. They're not safe. Some of y'all know exactly who I'm talking about. They're singing about their family destruction, and now you're feeling you're having feelings of animosity towards your parents. I said you got to turn that off. If it does, and I mean, I'll, I'll listen. People get fussy at me because I listen to old Christian music. People get fussy at me because I'm like, if it's not praise and worship, if it doesn't line up with the Word, don't put it in your ears. And they're, and they're like, oh, Pastor, this stuff is so, I said, I don't care what it does to your flesh. I care what it does to your spirit. And they'll get to listen to it, and they'll go, oh, man, this is really good. I oh, man, I'm not having those issues anymore. Clean up your music. Clean up what you're watching on TV. We had one of our youth, listen, we had one of our youth, she was addicted to shows like Criminal Minds.
0: And, and, she was addicted my to sh- My
3: Strange Addictions. And and uh, true murder stories and other strange demonic type based shows and she went into an avenue of extreme darkness and disgust. I'm not telling I'm not telling stories, but it would it would boggle the mind if I told you what she a Christian a born again spirit filled knows the power of God Christian allowed herself to go into because of what she was.
0: Feeding on, and this is someone that grew up in our youth group. It can happen to anybody. So you on got what you're to get. On.
3: God said, remove yourself from iniquity. Iniquity. There shows that Michael and I grew up on that. We go back and we're oh, we want to watch something that was decent, and we'll look at it and we're like, oh God, look at that demon, demon, filth. Wow, that shows nothing. I mean, show from the 60s, well, that's nothing but sex.
0: Show from the 70s, that's nothing but cussing. Every other word's a cuss word.
3: (laughs) You know, we're like, okay, that lasted about two and a half minutes. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, inequity is not necessarily things that you're doing, but things that you're allowing to influence your life. So we've got to get away from that. Let's go to the next verse, because we could spend a long time on this. Yes, we could. But I want to get to verse 21.
0: All right. Is that where we're at now? Verse 21, yes. Right. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sacrificed or sanctified, sanctified. sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work.
3: So if you'll get yourself away from these things, if you'll get away from these things, if you'll back off of these things, if you'll get away from these elements of Satan in your life. Listen, I picked on the singles. Now let me pick on the adult, on, on the married. Listen, in the marriage, this can be a hard thing to do. Because you may have a desire to get clean and to get sanctified and get something out of your life that God's dealing with you about. but your spouse, But maybe God's not dealing with your spouse on it and therefore you keep giving into that thing because you want to spend time with your spouse we understand that we get that we do, we and we understand that but it's also going but because you're giving in it's also going to extinguish the power of god in your life see your walk a, a, a perfect marriage is a triangle a perfect marriage is god at the top then the husband has his relationship with God. The wife has her relationship with God. The, wife, the husband puts God before his wife. The wife puts God before her husband. You're serving the same God, so God's not looking to separate you. He is a jealous God, but he also gave us marriage for a purpose Amen. in the garden. So he's not looking to pull you apart. He's looking to pull you together. So if you, buddy, so if you're both, if the husband and the wife are both following God, then when they get to the husband and the wife, they're automatically going to connect across the board because they're going to be both in sync and in line with God. But what happens a lot of times is the marriage is out of sync, and the wife does the husband first, God second, and then the triangle is messed up, or the husband does uh, wife first, God, second, or one does God, the other one doesn't do God. Now what kind of, you ain't got no triangle now. You're in a hot mess now. So then, so no, perfect ideal is God together, husband and wife connected, and then they come together and they serve God. It's a three-part relationship, and it's beautiful when it's synced together. But love overcomes all things. So, if you're in that situation, you still need to put God first. You still need to put God at the head and let the love of God work in you and flow in you. And eventually, that love will win over because love never fails. Eventually, love will eventually win them over back to your God. But here's, and, and, and again, God doesn't override anybody's will. Because I do know of situations where they've loved God with everything they've got, and the spouse has decided to leave. The Bible says if that happens, allow it. But, but you've got to put God first. Because God's looking out for you, and God is a jealous God. And here's the deal. You want the fullness of your power. I want you to go to the last chapter of Matthew. Very last chapter of Matthew. Matthew 28, I believe it is. Might be Matthew 26. Last chapter of Matthew. Apparently, we're not getting to today's topic. Nope, that's okay. But that's okay. Matthew 28. Because I started this with, because I started with, understand, you've got to understand that you've got massive power and ability in you. And I don't know if this is true. Michael May know better than I. Some of my other men in here may know better than I. Y'all correct me. But, you know, my understanding of dynamite is it's a powder. And if that powder gets wet and soggy, will it go off? Will dynamite go off if it's wet? Do you know? Sure.
0: Well, it depends.
3: Okay.
0: It's the nitroglycerin inside of the dynamite that actually explodes. Okay. And that's a liquid. But okay. they put it in they put it in a powder form to make it a little bit more stable because nitro is highly unstable. Hmm. And so, if it gets wet enough, no, it's probably not going to go off. However, dynamite when it gets ages, the nitro sweats out of it, and yeah. then it really doesn't matter. Just a nice bump will set it off. Wow, isn't that crazy? Right, exactly. What type of wet?
3: And how wet? That was kind of my point.
0: And they and and when they make dynamite, they tend to waterproof it okay. because of that so you can light it and throw it in the water and it'll still go off.
3: So, <laughs> notice he said, notice he said dynamite is nitrogen at its core and and it appears to be extremely unstable. It'll go off. Boom. Things happen. How much do you know? How much do you know? When the power of God comes in contact with something, things happen. When the power of God comes in contact with things, things happen. But we're encased, so to speak, to help control that power. So God doesn't, we don't have the fullness of God's power in us, but we do have God's power in us. We only have a tiny little measure, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that everything you say? Because, you see, what ignites God's power is when he speaks. When he speaks, his power is ignited. Aren't you glad that even though we can operate in the power of God, that not everything we say instantly ignites?
0: Yeah, there'd be a lot of flaming cars going down the road.
3: Aren't you glad? (laughs) Aren't you glad? Well, don't just. That just cracks me up. Can you imagine just cracking like an egg and falling into a puddle?
0: Or 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 how about my foot's killing me.
3: My foot's killing me. Can you imagine your foot reaching out and you're dead? You know, aren't you aren't you glad? Right, right. Aren't you glad that doesn't just instantly happen? Make you stop and think about it. I heard this from I heard this out of Gloria Copeland's mouth. I was in a meeting. Gloria Copeland was uh Gloria Copeland was was ministering so I heard it I heard the direct testimony and she said this she said uh she used to say notice she said she used to say when people would tell her stuff that was just like overwhelming or amazing or whatever she said wow that just blows me away well she was in prayer one day and the Lord got a hold of her and said Gloria stop saying that and she said saying what Lord that blows me away She said, well, Lord, why do I need to stop saying that? He said, Gloria, uh, do you not know that your words are powerful? She said, yes, Lord, I know my words are powerful. He said, Gloria, if you keep saying that just blows me away, one day you just might get blown away. And she said, that kind of boggled my mind. Because it's just a figure of speech. I didn't mean it like, you know, literally blow me away. She said, but... She said, uh, "But the Lord corrected me, on me on, corrected me on it, so it must have been important." So she said, "I quit saying it." I, she said, "Well, Father, I killed the seed of for every time that I've sowed it by saying that, And father, I commit to not saying it anymore. She repented and got right with God on it." and she, and she stopped saying it. Well, I think about a year later, I think it was about one year later, she was down in Texas at a minister's meeting, down in Texas at a meeting, having a meeting. And uh, she was there, and the tornado sirens went off. And they, they, there was a school associated with the church and what have you, and they brought all the kids into the sanctuary and the church, and you know, all the people into the sanctuary and everything, because there was a tornado. And uh, she's there, and she's you know, praying down the power of God and everything, and uh, the tornado finished passing by, and the entire school was wiped out. The only thing that was left standing was the church sanctuary that they were all in. That was the only thing left standing, was where they were. And uh, she heard in the spirit, she said, she heard the Lord say, if you had not quit saying, well, that just blows me away, she, he said, you would have gotten blown away in that storm. So important our words are. That gives you an indication of the power of God. She said, that impacted me so much that I quit saying, well, that cracks me up because, well, I don't want to have a cracked face. You know, and she's, and she's a beautiful woman for her age. She really is. Um, but, you know, our words are powerful. And, God's, and the reason our words are powerful is because God's power lives inside of us to a measure.
0: And our words are the fuse that lights the dynamite.
3: And our words are the fuse. Um, but, but the iniquity and the sin around us in, in our life prevents, prevents the power from working. It, it, it cuts the igniter. It cuts the fuse. This is why even white lies are so bad is because you don't put belief in your words. And then when you need your words to work for you, they won't work. But I want you to look here in Matthew verse, uh, chapter 28 and verse 18. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen.
0: And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying... So all- he's
3: talking to his followers, his, wor- his disciples... So we could say, Jesus is talking to us.
0: So he's talking to us and he, and, he, and he spoke unto us saying, "All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you, or I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Even unto the end of the world.
3: Look at verse eighteen. Jesus said, "All what power? All what power? All what power? How much power? All of it. How much power? All of it. So what's been given to Jesus? All power. All power. All power. All power is given to him now. Now, now all power that all is the given power in...
0: here on earth, or all the power in heaven. Well,
3: no, it says all power is given unto me. Where?
0: In heaven and in earth."
3: In heaven and in earth. So, if there's any power in the earth for Jesus to have, it belongs to him. If there's any power in heaven for him to have, it belongs to him. All power. That means all the nitroglycerin in heaven and in the earth. All power. All power. Authority. That word power can also be determined authority. It can also be translated authority. That word power can also be translated dominion. Dominion. We have in our confession that I rule as a king or a queen, depending on which one rightfully applies to you according to how you were born at birth. Okay. Sad we have to clarify those things, but we do. He said, all power is given, in, given to who? Jesus. To Jesus. Who has all the power? Jesus. Jesus. And, he's, and all the power in the heaven and all the power in earth is given to who? Jesus. Jesus. Read the next verse.
0: Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
3: So what are we supposed
0: to do? We're supposed to go. We're supposed to go. And teach. Where's to go? Go
3: teach all nations. That word nations, when we hear that word nations, we think of foreign lands. But that word nations actually means groups of people, groups of people. So your office could be a nation. Your family can be a nation. Your community can be a nation. You don't have to go over to Poland or Russia or Korea or the Ukraine or Asia Minor to go. You can just go outside of your house and you're going. Go teach so we're just go, go teach basically every person we come in contact with
0: mm-hmm.
3: baptizing them. Yep. Now that word baptizing me is the word is the Greek word baptizo. I love that word. Baptizo. Baptizo means to be submerged, totally and completely submerged. That's what it means. It's that simple. We think of baptized, get somebody getting baptized or being baptized, and we think, ooh, that's a big, ooh, religion. No, it means totally submerged. So you're surprised. He says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We typically see this with water baptism, but the Bible teaches that there's three baptisms. Three. The first baptism is the new birth. It's when, you're, it's when you are totally baptized in Christ when you become in christed that's the way i like to say it it's when you become that new creature in christ when you are born again when you've given your life to christ you've been totally submerged into the family of god totally submerged in the family of god the second baptism is water baptism and that's where you are completely submerged in water which resembles this jesus being buried in the tomb and then you're coming out of the water, which symbolizes, uh, you being resurrected and quickened to life with Christ. Now, water baptism a lot of times isn't treated the way that it should be treated, in my opinion. Water baptism should honestly be pretty close to the same level as a wedding. Really should be. And you don't, you don't have to go out and spend all the money, and I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about the honor it's given. Because it's an outward showing of what's been done on the inside, and it should be used as a witnessing tool. And so when you get water baptized, it should be such a big deal to you that you want to share it with your friends, your neighbors, your family, and your colleagues. And you should go and you should say, listen, I'm getting water baptized. This is a big deal to me. I want you to come and I want you to witness my big day because this is a big deal to me because the day that I received Jesus Christ is the day that I was truly born again. It's the day that my life changed forever. It's the day that I became a new Christian, and now I want to, sh- I want to share my big transformation with you. It's what it should be. But a lot of times, because of ignorance on what water baptism is, people are like, hurry up. Oh, do you receive Christ? Hurry up and get water baptized. So that seals your, your, your salvation. Getting water baptized does nothing for God. Did you hear me? Getting water baptized does nothing for God. It doesn't change your relationship with God in any way, shape, or form. It is literally an outward display of what God has already done for you on the inside. Water baptism is. And it's wonderful. Pastor Mike, Miss Ann, and I got water baptized with Miss Kathy Dakota and my grandmother. And it was cold that day. It was cold. But we did it in a very public place. We did it down here at Fields of the Woods. And there were some people that were like, hey, if they were trying to be, you know, respectful. But there were people there that saw us getting water baptized. Praise God. Praise God. Wonderful. Glory to God. So this is second baptism. And here's the deal. You don't have to have a minister water baptize you. You can get somebody born again and baptize them at the same time if you've got a source of water. You could be at the public pool witnessing to somebody. Get them born again? They say, Wow, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I need to share this. Well, let's tell you, let me tell you one way you can do that. You can get water baptized if you do it publicly, you know, proclaim what's been done for you. Then that's one way to witness. Really? I could do that? Yeah. Do I need a minister? No, I can water baptize you. you, Did it say go get the minister? No. He said to his disciples, Go get somebody. He said, Go baptize them. Get them born again. Get them water baptized what we just talked about. In fact, not only can you get water baptized, but let me tell you about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because, yeah, when you get born again, you get a measure of the Holy Ghost. You get the Holy Ghost in a measure. But there's the fullness of the Holy Ghost. And when you get the fullness of the Holy Ghost, when you get that full flow of the Holy Ghost, then... Man, you'll have power. I'm going to show the baptism to you in just a minute, the Holy Ghost baptism, that the Holy Ghost baptism comes with more power. But there's three baptisms to be had. And you baptize, all, and all three of them are in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Why? You include the whole Trinity. Glory to God. So, so he said, we're to go do this. What's the next verse say? So good. Verse 20. Verse
0: 20 teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world.
3: So does it say that you're supposed to get them born again and then leave them? No, we get them born again, get them baptized, and teach them to observe, to do what Christ has commanded. Teach them to observe to do. Teach them to become doers of the word, so to speak. Now, if they're babies and they're freshly born again, they're going to trip and they're going to fall and they're going to stumble and they're going to make a mess. Uh, a wonderful minister, a friend of ours, uh, Miss Cindy Black, Reverend Cindy Black, um, years ago she, said, she made this statement um, to my pastor's wife because they had just spent a lot of money building a new facility. And and everything was very nice and very elegant, and people were coming in. There was a lot of people coming in, um, and the building was getting some wear and tear because the people didn't know how to treat something really nice. So they weren't treating things extremely well. And so she was kind of getting up in a mood about it because things were having to, you know, you're having to fix the paint on the walls and you know, deal with chips and you know piece of decor get broke from time to time. Things would just happen. And Reverend Cindy Black, who's a dear friend of our pastors, because uh, so she was complaining to her, and, and and Miss Cindy said, with she she called her, my pastor's oh, wife name. The pastor's
0: wife was complaining to Cindy. to Miss
3: Cindy. Okay. And Miss Cindy called her by name and said, "Listen, with babies come poop."
0: Come are baby poop. Christians.
3: You know, because that not, only, not only were they kind of messing some things up in the building, but they were also kind of bringing wrong behaviors into the church, and they were having to address them. And Miss Cindy just flat said, listen, with babies, come poop. So, so they need to be taught. They need to be taught. And so that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be teaching, but we're not doing it. And this is where so many Christians get messed up. They're doing it from up here. No, 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 no. We're vessels. We're working to be vessels of silver and vessels of gold. And that vessel of silver and that vessel of gold is your spirit. And so we've got to learn to do things from the spirit. And notice he said there's a there's a colon there. Mister Zach called me the grammar Nazi when it comes to the Bible. He's so sweet. He meant it with the greatest of love. He meant it with the greatest of love. He really did. And I said, well yeah, I kind of am because well the Holy Ghost taught me to. So there's a colon there which says. What I am telling you is direct. uh, what I'm fixing to say is directly connected to what I just told you to do. He said, and lo, I am always with you. Or I'm with you always. I'm always there. See, the power of God, all the power of heaven, all the power of hell is in you because Christ is in you. And I started this with if we would just understand. If we would just come to understand what's in us, what's available to us, then there would be no issues of insecurity. There would be no issues of fear. There would be no issues of unbelief and doubt. There would be no issues with, with fighting to get out of areas of iniquity because Jesus is always with us. And look, he said, I'm always with you until the end of the world. Or he could say it this way, till the end of this age. The way that Jesus is with people right now is the way it's going to remain until he calls the church away. We've got God on the inside. But the God on the inside is not supposed to just be there just to comfort us at night in our beds. The God that's in there is, to, is there so that we can move mountains in this world. Yep. So we can rule and reign over the devil. John 14, you go ahead and go. Yep. You John, got it. In
0: John 14, if you'll go there with me, uh, in verse 12, I'll show you that, he does, that th- he does go with us. And this is how he goes with us. Glory to God. John 14. Verse 12. All right. It says, in verse 12, it says, Verily, verily, which means, hey, listen up. I'm going to tell you something really important.
3: I've always, I've always said this about verily, verily. It's like Jesus calling you by your first, middle, and last name. You know, when mom or dad got a hold With of you emphasis. and they called you by your first, middle, and last name, it meant this is very important and pay real attention. Yes. Well, in our foundations class, I was doing a study on amen, and I found out that the word verily... In the word Amen, the the Greek and the Hebrew word translated Amen is the same word that's translated verily. And this word verily, this word Amen means, uh, in addition to so be it or so allow it, but it also means truth. But when you've got two Greek words side by the same Greek words side by side, it doubles the strength of the meaning. So really what he's saying right here is he's saying, I am. He who is truth is about to tell you uh, an an invaluable truth. So pay great attention because what I'm fixing to say is 100% truth. That's really what he's saying.
0: So he, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Now, he says, we're going to do the same stuff he did. We're going to lay hands on people and they'll be healed.
3: We're, we're going to cast out devils and demons. are going to cast out
0: devils and demons. And they'll go. Because we're, we're, they're under his, uh, the authority of his name. And he's, sure. he's with us. He's in us. He says he'll be with us always until the very end. He's with us. So we're going to do those works. And we're going to do more. Well, there's more of us, starting with. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's more of us than there was of him. But we're going to do this. we're able to do the same things that he did through his name through his power
3: but here's the deal we can do greater things because we operate in the greater testament the greater will see jesus operated in the time of the old testament so he operated under the law and under what was available before the law so though he had the holy spirit though he was god and because he was um, uh, had the fullness of the Holy Ghost in him, he was able to do great and wonderful things. And we look back. Listen to me. This is, this is going to blow your mind. So, in a good way. Because I just said words are powerful. In a good way. This is going to bring you a deep revelation if you'll allow yourself to grab it. Let me say it that way. The same Jesus in the New Testament is the same Jesus that split the Red Sea and caused them to walk across on dry land. The same Jesus that's in the New Testament is the same Jesus that set the captive free from Egypt. The same Jesus in the New Testament is the same Jesus that caused the iron axe head to float and swim like a fish. The same Jesus in the New Testament is the same Jesus that caused manna to fall from heaven. The same Jesus that was in the old, that's in the New Testament is the same Jesus that caused the quail to be so thick you could just walk through and pick them up. The same Jesus that rescued David out of the lion's den. This, I mean, Daniel... The same Jesus that, see, because I had David on the mind. The same Jesus that helped David kill Goliath with one stone. It's all the same. See, we look at those Old Testament things and we think, man, where's the God of that power? He's still alive today and he lives on the inside today. And that's why it said greater miracles. Listen, Jesus walked on the water, but Jesus also split the Red Sea. But see, they don't equate, a lot of times we don't equate the Jesus of the New Testament with the Jesus of the Old Testament. Because he didn't walk with them the way he walks with us. But he still did the same work. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. So if you were in a situation where you needed the sea to split, if you were completely separated from all iniquity... And if you walked in the revelation and the understanding of the power that lives on the inside of you, you could walk up to that sea and the power might and ability of God and split that sea. Think of Elijah, think of um Elisha where after Elijah went home. Remember Elijah went home and he and Elijah got the cloak and he took the cloak and he wrapped it and he smoked the sea with it and he commanded the sea to split and, he split and it split and he walked across it on dry land we can do the same thing but we've got to get away from iniquity and we've got to understand the power that's on the inside of us glory to god right. those are the greater works
0: so going on in 12 he says and greater works than these shall he do because i go unto my father and whatsoever you shall ask in my name that will i do that's where he gives us the authority to do things in his name. If we we say it in his name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stuff's going to happen.
3: Notice he said, if you ask anything in my name. He didn't say, if you ask the Father in my name. So he's not talking about prayer request here. He's saying commanding request. Commanding. Now, this sounds silly and ridiculous, and I understand that. But do you know that you can command hiccups to go and they'll go? Do you know that you can command the bees to go and they'll go? I know you know that. She's done it. She's done it. He's done it. Do what? You can command the stupid cars to get out of your way. You can command the rain. We were, in car, we were in the car just earlier this week, and it was a pouring, I mean pouring rain. And I said, just plain, just plain and simple. See, because I understand the power that's on the inside. I said, and I told the Lord this, tested him. The Bible says to test and prove. I said, Lord, if your prophet in the Old Testament can command the rain to stop for three years, I can command it to stop for 30 minutes. That's where I started. But I, we were driving, and I and I had just had enough of being in the hard rain. So I just simply said, "Father, in the name of Jesus, I command this rain to stop, or at least let up to where it's not an annoyance." Because I really didn't care which, because I know the earth needs water. I said, "Just command it to stop, or let up enough that it's not annoyance in Jesus' mighty name," and went on to driving. And a couple of seconds, about less than a minute later, all of a sudden it had stopped. Did it not? Did it not? Well, you weren't in the car with us that night. Did it not? That Pastor Michael said, hey, look at that. The rain stopped. I said, yeah, I know. I commanded it to you about three four minutes ago. He said, oh, I didn't hear it. Well, it worked. I said, I know it is. <laughs> well, you need to command it to work. You can command it to work. You can command these things to work. You can command them to work. Listen, you are driving a faith mobile, you better learn how to command. You better learn how to command. Jesus said, "I'm always with you." His power is always with you. You are not having what you should have because you are not walking in your power. You're looking at your you're looking at your natural senses and going, "Well, there's no hope." Well, no, you have all hope in Jesus Christ. You have all hope in Jesus Christ.
0: Glory to God.
3: You got more there?
0: Yeah, I do a bit more. Okay. All right. So leave verse, me time to get to Acts. In verse 13, it says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. Bridget, so that's twice he said it.
3: Bridget, didn't you have somebody in the car with you one day when you dealt with the fog? Was it her? <laughs> I think Tammy at one point. Yeah. And you, too. Listen, i i This is how you get people into this. I preached about you can speak to the weather and the weather has to obey, and I preached about you need to do it in front of your kids and family, let them see it so that they can That's part of being a witness. Well, Bridget being hungry for God said, "Oh, pastor said I could do this," so let's give it a try. And cuz she's got to drive up but uh, you know, she's got to drive over the Franklin Mountain 5 days a week. How much you know, fog's an issue on the Franklin Mountain. Especially early in the morning where she's got to go. So she got to where she just told me she oh father, this fog's causing me a problem. I command this fog to lift in Jesus' name and it lifts. She's Oh thank you, Father. And she got in such a habit of it, then she had people in her car with her. She said, I just did it just out of habit. And then all of a sudden Tammy looked over at me and said, Wow, that actually worked. She said another time I had Jackie in the car with me. I said, Jackie, check this out and I did it. And Jackie said, Wow, that actually works. See? If you command Anything within, within the line of the will of God, if you command it, it'll do it. If you command it, he'll do it. He'll do it. He'll, he'll
0: do it. All right. Then it goes on. Now, remember, we, we said earlier that, uh, that we're supposed to avoid iniquity. Right here in verse 15, he says, If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, Jesus is the spirit of truth, so He's in us. So whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knows Him, but you know Him, and for He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And I will not leave you comfortless; I will come in, uh, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Hmm.
3: Did you take me here on purpose?
0: Did I take you? Oh, no.
3: Okay. Well, it's good anyways. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 says, For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all, all things, having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. Notice he said bodily exercise profiteth little. That's true. You can ex- and it's it's right and proper to exercise. I'm not saying it's wrong to exercise. It's right to exercise. It does profit you, profit you, but it only profits you a little bit. Because how much do you know? If you exercise for 6-7 months and you build up some muscle, if you stop exercising, guess what? That muscle goes away. And the older you get, the faster, the, it, the goes. faster it goes. That's why our people, you know, Mr. Steve back here, he, hi- Mr. Steve, I know you hike, what, six, seven miles a, at a time on average. How many times a week do you do that? Three or four times a week. He is Him and Kathy are my hiking heroes. But how much do you know? They've got to continually do it to maintain, to maintain that. Well, just like you have to exercise physically, you also have to exercise spiritually. Spiritually. And that's why he said, but godliness is a profitable aton all things. Jump down to verse verse 14 in the same chapter. Verse 14 says this. It says, neglect not the gift that is in thee. Neglect not the gift that is in thee. Now he goes on to say, because this is Timothy, he says, which was given into, given unto thee by prophecy, with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. In other words, there's anointings and things, specialized power, will say, specialized authority, will say, that can be imparted into people, by the uh, fivefold ministry. And and here Timothy here Paul tells Timothy, Don't neglect the impartations.
0: And then, if, and then right after that in verse fifteen he says, Meditate on these things. So you've had an impartation. Now meditate on it. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting profiting may appear to all.
3: So when you have the prophet of God lay his hands on you and talk to you about the angels that have been assigned to you, you need to meditate on that and think on that and talk to the Lord about the angels that have been assigned to you to watch over you and to protect you and to be special ministers to you. When you've had hands laid on you for the gift of ministry and the call of music to be upon you, don't neglect that thing and just kind of use it here and there. But no, Flow with that. Get into that flow. Use that power and that ability because God put those things in you to help for so that you can reach people. That's extra nitroglycerin put on the inside. That's extra power put upon the inside of you. When you've had hands laid on you for you to reach and minister the Christ to children, then you need to move with that gift. Pray, pray that gift out. When you've been oh, when you've had hands laid on you that God's fixing to do a new work and bring something new to your life, you need to pray that thing out, and you need to say, okay, God, what's that new thing? Let's move in that new thing. What's that power? What's that a gifting? What's that? When you've had hands laid on you for the healing anointing, you need to begin to slow you need to you need to access that power and say okay god how's that how's that new listen if you get a new power tool i know i'm talking to the men right now when you get a new power tool do you just set that thing in the box and set the box off by your chair and look at it and go man that's a nice power tool sometimes no man you turn that thing on you figure out how that thing works you dig out the book and say man what can this thing do who uses the book (laughs) who well guess what you need to. Uh, you got to use your Bible, but you also got to step out in faith and say, "Turn on the power, turn on the power, Lord Jesus." Let's go to Acts chapter one. This was not what we were talking about today. Okay. Glory to God. It's
0: talking to me. Glory to God. Hopefully, it's talking to them too. <laughs> Glory to God.
3: I said last week. I said it. I said last week. I said this. I said coming this Sunday to talking about today. I said we'll talk about uh, offerings versus tithes, if the Lord allows, unless He changes His mind. Well, apparently He changed His mind. Glory to God. Because I have to get back there on the media and right. change the title. He
0: changed His mind. He changed Your mind.
3: <laughs> well, He could have told me a little sooner. Glory to God. Let's look at Acts chapter one. Here. Jesus had been to the cross. He had been in the grave for three days. He kicked Satan's rear end, glory to God, stripped him of all of his power, stripped all the devils and demons of the power, took the power back. Remember, remember over there in Matthew? He said all power, all power. He he said that at this same time of Acts. He said that after he had been resurrected, Why? Because he had gotten all power back. So Jesus has all power. He's getting ready to ascend into heaven until he returns to call the church away. So he's getting ready to go. He's been walking on the earth for 40 days, flesh and blood. Of course, he keeps appearing and disappearing. Won't that be cool? When you get your glorified body, you'll be here one minute. The next minute you get translated over there. Man, no 17-hour flights to Israel. Just, Jesus, I need to go to the River Jordan. Bam, there I am.
0: Or 20-hour flights to Australia.
3: (laughs) Right? Phew, Australia needs to hear the gospel. Lord, take me. Bam, you're gone. Won't that be amazing? That'll be so cool. Won't that be cool? That'll be so cool. We'll experience that before we go up to heaven because Jesus experienced that before he went. He was our living example. Can you imagine walking through the wall and sitting down and eating? Won't that be cool? <laughs> no, that would be so cool sitting down. I tell you what you'll you'll stay dressed in your house. <laughs> Can you imagine? Let's face it we all listen let's get a little humor. We all know i listen, I live in my pajamas. If I'm at home, I am in my pajamas. I have warned people. I said you are welcome to call to come you are welcome to come over any anytime. Just give me a heads up that you're coming coming because I gotta go get out of my pajamas. How much do you know when we get glorified bo- glorified bodies and people can just come walking through the wall, you're not gonna live in your pajamas anymore. <laughs> How much do you know you're gonna be like, Lord, I'm sleeping in my Sunday clothes just in case you show up, <laughs> you know. Come on. <laughs> Jesus Jesus had been Jesus had been tearing Jerusalem up. I mean, walking around. raised how much you know rome was in a tizzy (laughs) and the jews were in a tizzy because jesus had been walking the earth for 40 days oh my goodness look at verse 3 it says to whom he showed himself after uh, showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them for 40 days for 40 days, Jesus is popping up over here and popping up over there and coming through the wall over here. He's been doing miracles all over the city. Come on. How much do you know that power is in us? That same power is in us. That same power is in us. Well, that was Jesus. Oh, come on. Remember over in the book of Acts? Remember? Remember over the book of Acts? Who was it? Philip? That God sent Philip to the eunuch at the river? And remember, he was, he, 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 he was telling the eunuch, he was telling the eunuch about Jesus, and the eunuch said, yes, I received Jesus. He said, well, we're right here at the river. Why don't we water baptize you? He said, okay, he water baptized the eunuch. The eunuch came up out of the water, and Philip was gone. He showed up uh, over there uh, in, in uh, I don't remember where exactly, but he showed up in a whole other place. If it happened in the book of Acts, it can happen to us today. But we've got to understand what's on the inside. We've got to understand what's on the inside. He said doing many, many infallible proofs. You know what an infallible proof is? It's something that cannot be denied. Cannot be denied. Infallible proofs being seen 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Listen, when you start laying hands on the de- on people that are committed to death and they start getting up off the sick bed, how much you know, you're going to have to start speaking of the kingdom of God. Amen. When you start, when people come, when they bring the autistic child to you and you lay hands on them and you pray on them and all of a sudden the autistic child is functioning completely normal and completely well, how much do you know you're going to have to talk about the kingdom of God? When they bring the Down syndrome kids to you and their faces and their bodies are transformed in front of people, you're going to have to start doing some speaking and some teaching. When the cripples come out of the wheelchairs and off the sickness beds, how much do you know? You're going to have to do some preaching. You're going to have to do some explaining. But, honey, we can't get there until we get a revelation of what's on the inside. Amen. Who's on the inside? I shouldn't even say what's on the inside. I should say who is on the inside. Because who is in the inside is the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is the one that was on Jesus, that allowed Jesus to do all the works to begin with. We don't give the Holy Ghost enough credit. In fact, he's kind of treated like the red-headed stepchild of the fatherhood. He really is. The Father God is God, is God, is God. Jesus is God, is God, is God. And the Holy Ghost is not a something or an it. Well, something on the inside. Honey, you better learn to say the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. And that's a little weird and a little kooky because people look at you a little weird and a little kooky. But man, oh man, when you know it's the Holy Ghost on the inside. Woo, it's the Holy Ghost. Listen, when you know it's the Holy Ghost, you can do amazing things. You can cause people to blush to think they know Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> you can.
0: And how do you know who's on the inside? It's pretty easy. It's who you allow on the inside. It's who you invite on the inside. Sure. It's whom you make welcome on the inside. Ooh, it's who
3: glory to God. Whom
0: you, who, whom you spend time with. The Holy
3: Ghost on the inside. The Holy Ghost will make you seem crazy. I think it was Brian. It might have been Jackie one of them the other day said, "Man. Miss Robbie, everybody at camp knows you. I said, well, that's kind of my role. Everybody's supposed to know me. But here's the deal. The reason I'm in that role is because when I started with camp, I was Holy Ghost crazy. Seriously. Holy Ghost crazy. When I started with camp, she said, you mean you just started? Honey, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby girl. (laughs) I love you, but you ain't seen nothing yet. I ain't seen nothing yet. Glory to God. But listen, sometimes you got to get a little bit Holy Ghost crazy. You do. How much, you know, it takes Holy Ghost crazy to stand before King Agrippa and say, "Knowing, knowing, no one, you're fixing to be killed by this man. And say, King Agrippa, I count myself happy. You got to be a little bit Holy Ghost crazy. You got to be a little bit Holy Ghost crazy to have been stoned, uh, to been stoned, to been boiled in oil, to be uh, (laughs) tar—I mean, to be shipwrecked, to be whipped multiple times, and to say, "Whew! I counted all joy." You lost your mind. Yeah, I lost my mind. Got the mind of Christ. I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. I know, Michael. I know. Listen. He did all of these wonderful works. And look, verse 3, talking about the kingdom of God, colon, colon, He said, what I'm fixing to tell you is directly connected to all the crazy stuff that I've been doing the last 40 days. He said, I'm fig- what I'm fixing to give you is directly connected.
0: And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait For the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. Michael just
3: Michael just read the promise over there in fourteen. I didn't really respond to it, but he just said, wait for the comforter, wait for the promise, wait for the one that's coming. That is the promise. The promises of the Holy Ghost. He said, Wait. He said, Don't leave Jerusalem. Does that mean we have to go to Jerusalem to get what the promise is? No. If somebody, if you hear a minister says, you've got to go to Jerusalem to get what Jesus has for you, bunk, junk, and hogwash, they already obtained it for us. They already obtained it for us. They had to go wait. They had to pray it out. They had to pray the Holy Ghost down. But once the Holy Ghost arrived, he's never left.
0: And Jesus didn't tell them to go anywhere. He just told them to stay where they were at. That's
3: right. Do not depart from Jerusalem. Look at verse five. Oh my goodness!
0: For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence.
3: Now we 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 this all got us all we we got here because of baptism. Got here because of baptism. He said John baptized with what? Water baptism. He said, but you. How much do you know the disciples had already been baptized with water? Yep. He said, water baptism. He he said, yep, you were baptized with water baptism. Jesus didn't discount that. Jesus himself was baptized with water.
0: Yes, he was.
3: But the same time that he was baptized with water, he was also. He was also. Remember, he come up out of the water, and here came the dove. Well, he really wasn't the dove. Here came the Holy Spirit that appeared like yeah. a dove, yep. and it rested upon him. This is why if you get somebody hungry enough for God, you can get them born again in the body of Christ, water, baptize them, get them filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues, all in the one movement. Bam. I mean, you can. You can do it all. This is why some people go down in the water and come up speaking in other tongues. Why? Because they're hungry for God. You can get people born again, get them speaking in tongues, and then get them water baptized later on down the road. But notice he said you'll be baptized with What? Baptized with water you've been baptized with water, but not many days hence you're gonna be baptized with what?
0: The Holy, the Holy Ghost. The Holy
3: Spirit. That means totally submerged into the Holy Ghost. All right, so we're getting totally submerged. All right.
0: Alright, so in verse seven he said unto them.
3: Well, verse six, we're just gonna sum that okay, up because of the time. Verse six, they thought he was talking about taking over Rome. They got he went he Jesus was talking spiritual. This is what happens. Jesus was talking spiritual, and they said, well, what about these natural things? Listen, we've got to quit thinking about natural and start thinking about supernatural.
0: So in verse 7, he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Which means the end, he was talking about the end of Rome, and not about right. winter coming. Right.
3: He was talking about in a room. He said, he said, God will take care of that. Don't worry about that. And also, he's also talking about the end of this age. The end of this age. The end of this dispensation. The end of the time of us having the Holy Ghost. What Jesus was trying to do is he was trying to take them from, old, well, not what he was trying to do. What he was doing is he was taking them out from Old Testament law. And bringing them into New Testament covenant where God writes his law upon the heart and we're led and guided by the Holy Spirit within us. That's what he was doing. And they were over there thinking natural, 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 natural. And he's like, no, 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 no. But here's the deal. We may not know the exact time that Jesus is coming. We may not know it down to the hour and we may not even know it down to the day, but I I'm I'm confident that we'll know it down to the hour and the week. I'm confident. Because the Bible there's all kinds of there's all kinds of indicators in the Bible that we're close, we're close, we're close, we're close. And before I ever ever before I ever did any study on the subject, I was just frank, I was just blunt with God. I said, God, I know the Bible says that we can't know the day or the hour, but it doesn't say that we can't know the year. And I said uh it seems to me that you follow patterns. I said, It seems to me that uh that uh David dealt with Goliath and that Daniel was in the lion's den for three days or you know, overnight. That's the type of shadow you in the in the grave. I said, Jonah was in the whale well for three days, three nights, that's the type of shadow you in the grave. I said, You tend to have this thing going on with three I said is it possible that you're returning to call the church away on what would be the third spiritual day which is within the you know cuz 1000 years here is a thousand is, is one day with God so from 0 or from 33 AD to uh 1033 AD is one day from 1033 AD to one uh to 2033 is Two days? I said, "Uh, are you coming? And I said this, and I said, and Lord, you rose early on the third day. Early on the third day you came up out of the grave. Does that mean that you're coming early on the third day? And just down in my spirit settled a great deal of peace. I'm telling you, y'all, he's coming back. And he's coming very, very soon. So the day and the hour that God is going to change things is right here on top of us. Right here on top of us. But until he comes, until he comes, we've got to stay with this current dispensation. Yep. We can't be looking at the coming and, and ignore where we are. Yep. Let's keep going.
0: So verse 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. What so you after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will receive power.
3: Power. That same word power is the same word used in the book of Matthew. That same word power means authority. That same word power means dominion, might, and ability. That same power that was in Jesus, we get to operate because we're fully submerged in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And look at what he says.
0: And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth.
3: You're going to receive power. You're going to receive power, and you're going to use that power, that Holy Ghost power. Now, notice what he said. He He said, you're going to use this power to be a witness all the way to the uttermost parts of the earth. The power of the Holy Ghost is not for us to keep in a bottle. Mm-mm. The power of the Holy Ghost is for us to share. The power of the Holy Ghost is to show the power of God. I've been challenged a few times with people saying to me, well, how, who are you to say that your God is the right God? I'll tell you who I am to say. The Holy Ghost power living on the inside. The Holy Ghost power living on the inside. Hang around with me for a while and you'll see the power. You know, every time Paul preached, he preached in power and demonstration. Power and demonstration. Power. Glory to God. Power. Let's stand to our feet. Y'all been sitting a while. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now I don't have time to go into all this. He's, but you can receive this power simply by asking. You received power, or you received be, you received the new birth through asking. Well, Pastor, I'm already born again. I'm already bat, water baptized. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Water baptized. I'm already been baptized in the Holy Ghost. What else is there? There's another infilling. See, when you're full of the Holy Ghost, you leak. You leak. It Leaks out of you, leaks
0: it's because we're crackpots, <laughs> right <laughs>
3: we've got we got we got little cracks here and there, and we leak. No, we leak because we're so constantly giving our supply out. We leak because we're constant, we come in we tell people, Jesus loves you, we've just leaked some power out, we've just flung some power out. When we encourage you in the word, we've just flung more Holy Ghost power out. When we've, when, we've just, when, we've, when we've used the power to deal with the rain, we've le- leaked power out. When we've used the power to command the bees to go, we've leaked power out. So you've got to get refilled. How much do you, you have to take your car to the gas station? And if you don't have to take the car to the gas station, you've got to plug it into the electrical outlet. Why? Because they leak. Well, we leak too. As we use the power, we leak. So you've got to get refilled. Well, how do you get refilled? You ask. You ask. That's it. You ask. I could have you come up here and lay hands on you, and I considered it, but I don't think it's necessary.
0: Je- this Je- time. Jesus said, he said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I will do so it. So if you ask to be refilled or to be filled, you will be filled.
3: Yeah. He, asked, and he said, if you ask the Father anything in my name, making a request, maybe you've not been baptized in the Holy Ghost the first time. It's okay. We ask. So let's pray this together.
0: Father, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I see in your word. I see in your word that you are given all power. That you are given all power. Which means you have all authority. Which means you have all authority. And all dominion. And all dominion. And Father? And Father, I see in your word. I see in your word that
3: I can be baptized.
0: That I can be baptized. Which means totally submerged. Which means totally submerged in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. And Father? And Father, I see it your will. I see it's your will. Cuz it said in your word, Because it said, "Is in your word that I that you would send the comforter, that you would send the comforter, and send peace, and send peace." And I see in your word, and I see in your word that Jesus said, that Jesus said, I would
3: receive power,
0: I will receive power
3: when I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost.
0: When I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, so Father God, so Father God, I surrender, I surrender, I
3: yield, I
0: yield, and I receive, and I receive.
3: Pour your Spirit out on me.
0: Pour your Spirit out on me. Fill me fill me
3: from the tips of my toes
0: from the tips of my toes
3: to the top of my head to the
0: top of my head and out
3: my fingertips
0: and out my fingertips
3: in jesus name in
0: jesus name now just
3: praise him and thank him that it's done
0: amen thank you father Lord. i thank Glory you father to you, Lord i Christ. praise you praise father i name. glorify you that I'm filled, that I'm full, and, and that I'm overflowing
3: in the Holy Ghost. Now that you're filled, stir up the Holy Gift that's in you. Now that you're filled, pray much in the Holy Ghost. Now that you're filled, spend time with me and I'll lead you and I'll guide you, and I'll use you mightily by my hand. Don't question, is it God? Don't question, is it just me? Just know what's down on the inside, and follow my leading, and I'll lead you, and I'll guide you, and I'll take you places you didn't think was possible, and I'll use you to reach the nations, says the Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Well, you can be seated if you have the ability. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, know, you Father. He,
0: he put his light on the inside of us. Thank you, Father. And, and lights are meant to shine. Thank you, Lord. You don't hide them under a bed. Thank you, Father. Uh, you put them up on high where thank people you, can see them. Thank you,
3: Lord. Thank you, Father. Well, tithes and offerings, glory to God. It's good to give into the house this Praise morning. The Lord. We thank you, Father, for your goodness, your love, and your mercy. Thank you, Father God. You want to bless the tithes sure, and the offering?
0: Yeah. Lord, we thank you for your many thank blessings. You, we thank you for your word and your, and, your, and your power. Lord, we just thank you that you, you live inside of us and that you fill us with your Holy Spirit. And that we can do all things through you. And all we have to do is ask in your name of the Father and it will be done. Lord, you, Lord, we ask that you, that you bring blessing down upon us, that we can be a blessing to you in your kingdom. That we can give unto your kingdom, pressed down, shaken together, and, and more than we could ever ask, hope, or think. Lord, if that means giving in your church, we give in your church. If that means giving to a man on the side of the road that you told us to give to, then we will give to him. Lord, we just love you. We know that all, things, all good things come from you, and all Thank good you, things can go out from us in your Thank name. You. In Jesus' name. Lord, we, glory, we just thank glory, you for glory. being here for us. We thank we ask you to thank bless you, this Lord. offering with with thank with you, your Lord. power and your prayer. Thank and you, Lord, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. we know that it will be done. Thank you, we know Lord. that we if we you, ask Lord. in your name it will be done thank and you. that you hear us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just love you and we thank you. Thank Satan, you, we bind you in the thank name you, of Jesus. You cannot come to steal, thank kill, you, and destroy. Lord. This word will grow thank on the inside of us. It will bear fruit in our lives and the lives of those we come in contact with. Lord. We will spread your word in Jesus'
3: name. Father, I thank you that your word is true and that your word is working in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you for divine increase coming to your people. Father, I thank you for it. and give you glory and honor. You can serve the people. Amen and amen.